Good people. I hope you are doing well on this beautiful day. Today is International Women's Day. So we are giving you something very special. Yes, it is a special edition of the Cool Sore Podcast. And I am so very excited for you to hear my conversation with Pinky Cole, the visionary behind the slutty vegan restaurant brand and beyond. Uh, I had a chance to chat with her a little over a week ago prior to the soft grand opening of her newest venture, Bar Vegan. And when I tell you it is absolutely phenomenal, it is absolutely phenomenal. The vibe is beautiful, the ambiance and the food and the drinks, everything was top notch. She looked gorgeous. So many people came to celebrate the opening and her partnership. Um, My goodness, she talks about her partnership uh, in this episode as well. So you got to check out those Dinkies cheesesteaks. They're so good. I was actually looking around like, are y'all sure this is vegan? Vegan cheesesteaks, delectable. They were absolutely incredible. You are going to love, love, love the new location here in Atlanta. So um, I know you're going to enjoy this particular episode because it is just that good. If I do say so myself, okay? Uh, It is called I Was Born Confident. And you will see exactly why Pinky Cole is so successful because of her mindset. So please sit back and enjoy. I was born confident with Pinky Cole. You know you gotta be a cool soror to talk to the cool soror herself. I'm a cool soror. Hey y'all. I'm a cool soror of What's up y'all? I'm a cool soror of Hi, I am a cool soror of podcast hosted by me Rashawn Ali. It is another edition of the Cool Sore podcast and we are kicking off a new season and I said who could I kick the season off with? And I said none other than Pinky Cole who is the CEO and founder of Slutty Vegan and she is a Cool Soror of the illustrious Delta Sigma Data Sorority Incorporated. <laughs> yes. Hey, Pinky. Welcome to the Cool Sore Podcast. How are you, sis? I am doing very well. Thank you for having me. I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. We. I listen. This interview has been. Um, we've been trying to get this done for quite some time. But you know what? God is always in control, and right now is the right time. Right you time. Know, it is the right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's take it all the way back. Um, Pinky, because uh, you have done such phenomenal work over the last few years. I want to go back to that time when you're like, I'm hungry. I need something good. I'm a vegan. What should I do? Uh, Take me back there to when you created Slutty Vegan. Well, you know, it's interesting because the whole idea started in 2018, but I really literally, Rashawn, been grinding all of my life. So I've always been a hustler, right? So when I was younger, I was selling candy. I was selling big chickens. I was having parties. So I've always had this entrepreneur spirit. I just knew that there was going to be that one thing that was going to stick like mud. And I was figuring out what that thing was. So 
I started a restaurant actually in 2013 and it was called Pinky's Jamaican and American Restaurant. So that was kind of like Slutty Vegan 1.0. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was my first idea of like what it means to be able to have a consumer facing business. And when I opened up that restaurant, I didn't know the first thing about restaurant industry, right? Like I had the wrong insurances. I wasn't paying my sales and my use taxes. It was just all bad, but it was a great experience because I didn't have any advertisements. I created an experience for people and it was just amazing. So that restaurant burned down after two years. I had a grease fire. Mm. But fortunately enough, I had a backup plan and I was a television casting director um, that relocated me to Los Angeles, California. Thank you, Lord. And when I got to LA, I did very well. They relocated me back to Atlanta uh, where I went to college at Clark Atlanta University. And I was in the house and I was hungry. And I'm like, okay, all right, damn, I want something to eat. Right. But obviously there's amazing vegan restaurants in Atlanta, but I wanted something on a late night and I'm an idea machine. I'm always thinking of like new ways to innovate, new ways to create. And out of all the millions of ideas that I came up with, Slutty Vegan hit me like a light bulb. So my logic was I can create I can merge the most, the two most pleasurable experiences in life. Yes. And that's sex and that's yes. food. Woo! We all like sex and we all need food. Right. <laughs> and, and I knew that if I can create something racy around something that feels so bland and boring, then yeah. I can get people, especially black people to pay attention. So that's kind of like how Slutty Vegan was born. And then obviously here comes the research and, and me putting the recipes together and just doing a thing with no business plan, with no real idea of what I was doing. I just was confident in myself. And that confidence really took me a long way. Where do you get that confidence from? I know your mom, she worked four jobs. Your father um, was the the day you were born, he was in prison, but you learned so much from him, even in that. Where do you get this confidence that you walk around with every day? Girl, I was born with that confidence. (laughs) Listen, I came out the womb confident. I, I, I truly believe that because you ain't got no choice but to be confident learning later in life that the day that you are coming into the world, your father is losing his freedom, right? Mm-hmm. So I've seen how hard my mother had to work every single day. I've seen that no matter what, I never felt the stress of bills. I never felt the stress of not having food on the table because my mother confidently walked it, walked her walk to make sure that we had everything that we needed. So I got a lot of that from my mother. Even for my dad behind bars, my father used to send me books telling me to read books, telling me what, what, what to research and what to Google, teaching me about stocks. So he was is, he was instilling that confidence in me from the beginning. My yeah. mother was also, a, 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 and she still is, she is a um, musician. She has a reggae band. So I saw my mother be brave and perform in front of hundreds of people and not be shy about it. I'm like, I want to be like that when I grow up. Yeah. And, and, and through the years, I realized that like, I am my mother. I am my father. And I just really like absorbed all of that. And then throughout the years, I just continued on with it and everything worked in my favor. A lot of people think that like success is about like just doing all the research and just make that that's a piece of it. But like confidence is key. Yeah. Right. And I could be so confident and I could sell you water to a toilet seat and and somebody is going to believe in that confidence because I believe so strongly in me. So mm-hmm. I've always been like that all of my life. What do you what do you do to pour into yourself? I know that you, you say you wake up, you were born with confidence. But how do you continue to pour into who you are and who you are continuing to become? What do you do? Do what I love. Mm-hmm. People ask me that all the time. Right. Like. Everything that I do got to be in alignment with who I am, because when it's in alignment with who I am, it feels natural. So it don't feel like work. Yeah. Right? 
Don't right. feel like struggle. It don't feel like hardship. I literally do everything I, that I love. If I don't love it, I'm not doing it. And that's how I pour into me because I'm passionate about everything that I touch. So if I touch it, that means that I'm passionate about it. And if I'm passionate about it, that means that I'm authentically and genuinely doing it. Yeah. So that is literally how I pour into myself and how I get to pour into other people too. I'm just always authentic with everything I do. What has humbled you the most? Was it when you first saw the line down the street at your food truck? Was it the line down the street at your location? What has humbled you the most about this slutty vegan journey? The most humbling thing, and it might sound a little cliche, Rashawn, but to be able to see both of my parents alive to see me make it. Yes. That is the most humbling experience for me because everybody can't say that, right? So to know that my mother has life and breath to see that somebody along her generational line has amassed a certain level of success. And I'm not even nowhere where I want to be yet. Right. I still got a long way to go. Right. Because you never get too comfortable. Right. But for my mother to be able to see that, for my father to be able to see that my father lives in Jamaica, he got deported. But for him to be able to witness and hear his friends in Jamaica talking about the, the person that he helped to give birth to in Jamaica in a whole nother country, that to me is humbling. I didn't start Slutty Vegan for the money, right? Yeah. I've always been a magnet to money. I've, I've always been a magnet to opportunity. I, I was the first VP in college. I was Miss Clark Atlanta University. I had my dream job before I even started Slutty Vegan. I, I was in my early 20s and one of the top producers in the industry. Right. right? So I've already had all of that. So money to me, money is always going to come to me because I believe that I'm always going to get it. But to be able to see the people that I love the most happy to know that they ain't even got to work if they don't want to. I'm still trying to retire my mother and she ain't ready, but she ain't got to work. If she don't want to, but to be able to see that and to see how proud they are. And we come from humble beginnings. I'm Jamaican, right? So mm -hmm. like we, we didn't come from much. We, we literally come from humble beginnings, a family that like to help everybody else. So I'm just happy that I can do that. And my family gets to have breath in their body to see yeah. it. Yeah. Speaking of which, you know, um, a lot of black folks uh, before they even heard about Slutty Vegan had this certain uh, opinion when it came to vegan food. And you have really, really changed a lot of people's minds. Can you speak to a story where you saw someone who changed their food life that uh, ultimately changed their life in totality? Right. I see it every day. Right. 97 people, 97% of the people who come to Slutty Vegan are black, right? So mm -hmm. that means that here we are in Atlanta, we're in the heart of the South, right? Where we have so much access to all the best restaurants in Atlanta and meat eaters especially are excited about coming to my establishment to try the food. So when people ask me like, are fries vegan? Or is this, is everything like, for the, the curiosity of it all makes me feel good. Cause guess what? Now I got your attention. Right. How, I, how I got your attention is through the experience. So if you've ever been in my restaurant, we're going to yell at you. We're going to love up on you. We're going to hug you before COVID. And we're going to give you the <laughs> best five minutes of your life when you come into business, because we want you to understand that it's the experience. First. Yes. We're helping you to reimagine food later because we want to meet people where they at. But every single day we get so many testimonies of people saying, you know what? Thank you for creating this because 
because of you, I'm able to be open to trying vegan options because I thought it was nasty. I thought it was bland. I thought it didn't taste good, but now I'm willing to try other options because I came to Slutty Vegan. So Slutty Vegan is like the anchor tenant to veganism and changing your lifestyle. And I'm just happy that like people are really walking into this new level of consciousness. Right. I was talking to my agent last night, um, who is a huge supporter of Slutty Vegan. And I was telling him I was interviewing you today. He was like, man, it's just like when you walk in there, it's like, it's like I've been there before and they love on me. And it's like, and when I haven't been in a while, I get a text like, hey, boo, where you been? And he, <laughs> so uh, did you come up with that concept um, initially or did it grow into that? And why is the experience almost even greater than the food for you? Yeah. So I learned that working in TV, right? Like you got to be able to put stuff in, in front of people's face that, that's going to make them want to pay attention, right? You ever watch a TV show and you're like, all right, it don't capture you in the yep, first yep. few seconds. So you changing the channel. I wanted to figure out a way to be able to capture the people, right? Especially our people. One thing I know about our people is we love music, mm-hmm. we love entertainment, and we love to feel good. Everybody, it don't even matter if you're black or white. We just love to feel good. We work hard to feel good, right? We work years at a job so that we can finally retire and just lay on the beat. Like we just want to feel good. So I said, okay, how can I make people feel good about this concept of having an underlying teaching and teaching them and they don't even really realize that they're getting a lesson, mm-hmm. right? So I call it positive manipulation, right? So when I create the concept, I say, you know what? I'm going to upplay the experience and meet people where they are. I'm going to infuse the entertainment industry. I'm going to infuse the culture. And I'm going to make it feel like Six Flags on steroids mixed with a little bit of family reunion. And yes. we did just that. So now the beautiful piece of it is you got people from Africa. You got people from Ethiopia. You got white people, Australians, everybody coming to this space in the name of food, but getting the experience first. Mm -hmm. So I have been able to build a marketing brand that helps you to understand that the lifestyle is necessary. And then the food, you get to reimagine all the things that you used to know and love. So like, we don't play about that. So I have these things called Pinky's Promises, right? So that's big energy, it's customer service, it's cleanliness, and it's training. So we really take those things seriously because I can remember growing up and just going to restaurants, especially Black-owned businesses, and we're guilty of it, right? Like we hold ourselves to a whole nother standard. Some restaurants you go to, the service is not that great. So I say, you know what? I'm going to change the narrative all the way around. And people are so shocked to see a business that got a little bit of ratchetness, but a whole lot of fun and entertainment and it's organized and it's buttoned up and people love it. And we just continue to just get better and better at it. And I, and I thought of this from the beginning and I just been consistent since day one. Absolutely. Consistency is key. Uh, You know, when I first started um, my Sporty Girls uh, nonprofit, I remember a parent, uh, she's actually one of your sores. um, And I came to the event that we planned and we were getting girls to get into our program. She's like, Oh my God, Rashawn, I think you were going to be here. I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm going to be here. It's my organization. And that's what I love about you, Pinky. You will get in the cook line. You will get you doing the fries. You're doing the buns. You're doing everything. What do yes. you think that example uh, teaches the people who work for you and also your customers? 
um, that that I ain't never too proud to beg, right? That that I'm never too good to be above you. So whenever I walk in the building, any building, I don't care what I got on. I, if I got on some Giuseppe's, if I got on a nice outfit, if, if the line is moving a little slow, I'm gonna jump in. Cause at the end of the day, this is my baby and I'm building a legacy and an empire. And I want my employees to see that I could get just as dirty as you. I'm no better than you. Right. I, I don't look at you as somebody that just worked for me. I tell my employees all the time. I said, if you are here for a paycheck, I don't even want you working here. Mm-hmm. I want you there because because you want to be a part of this village and we have a bigger mission to help people, not just on food, but we have the community. We want people to feel good and we want people to have such a memorable experience. So no longer are they just saying Chick-fil-A got the best customer service. Now the conversation is slutty vegan got the best customer service. Yes. Slutty vegan has the best experience. So like I'm never too good to come in and get my feet dirty because I've done it for the first almost two years of my business, right? They were about four of us running the company, making multi-millions, running Slutty Vegan before now having 116 employees. But I was in the trenches. I used to sleep in my car after getting off of work and and running a truck, right? I used to have to endure the hiccups along the way, but it's just like pledging, right? Yeah, right. Conversation, right. It's like pledging. And I'm so glad that I did because there's nothing that I cannot do, right? Being a Delta, Delta has taught me so much Shout out to Sigma chapter, just being able to like endure hardships and endure adversities and not take any excuses, right? Yeah, so because yeah. of that, I instilled that in my team. We're like a little sorority at Slutty Beat, right? <laughs> and, and, and some people call me militant and oh, pinky a little hard, but no, I'm clear. Right. I'm very direct on my business because at the end of the day, my name is on this. So I want to make sure that we show up in the best way possible. Right, right. Yeah. Well, that is a great segue into uh, the question that I always ask, ask my guests. The, in 2007, you became a member of Delta Sigma Theta. Now, did Delta Sigma Theta choose you or did you choose Delta Sigma Theta? Now, you know, they chose me. No. <laughs> we chose each other. It was divine. It was like a perfect marriage. Um, you know, coming from East Baltimore, I didn't know anything about sororities, right? I'm joking, right? My mother was like, what's that? You know what I'm saying? So when I came to Clark Atlanta University, I just saw so many examples of beautiful brown women who who were just so educated, they were dynamic, and they were people who I wanted to be like when I grew up, right? Literally. So when I joined Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, not only did I just want to be a part of the organization, I wanted to be active in the organization. So I became first VP. I became the DP, right? I became so active um, in all things Delta because like my love for the organization really helped to change my life, right? I have siblings, obviously, but to be able to become a part of a network of sisterhood uh, where you have the resources, where you build relationships. Literally, I can pick up the phone, any industry that I want to get into, you know how I go. We can absolutely and call anybody that we want to call. If you got Delta on your back, it don't matter if I need you for five minutes or 50 years, you always going to make sure you take care of me. And I'm indebted to, to my sorority because it was because of my pro fight that got me my first job in TV, right. which propelled me to move to New York, to become a producer at the Maury Show, working there for three years, to be able to have the money to have a restaurant. So you see the domino effect. Absolutely. So, I, so, so, so Delta did a lot of that for me. So every time I do an interview, I'm talking about CAU and I'm talking about Delta Sigma Theta because those really are like the foundational elements of how I became the woman I am today. Yes, yes. And you mentioned Clark Atlanta University. You have poured so much into that university, particularly paying for 
several students tuition 30 or have you exceeded that that number by now i don't know i don't know but, but exceeded it by now yes yes <laughs> yes what what made you want you could easily have taken the the millions that you've been able to gross and net and 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 put it back in your pocket and and build all these fancy houses but you might still have that but what made you say i got to do something else with this I'm gonna be totally honest and I've never said this publicly, but I remember being in school and all of the surrounding schools around us were getting all of these endowments and getting all the support and getting all this money. And I'm like, what is the problem? Like why Clark Atlanta don't get this kind of love that everybody else gets? And I said, you know what? I'm gonna make it my business. When I make it, I'm gonna put it on for my school. And literally that was my, that's what I, I said. I'm putting on for my school. Any opportunity I get, I'm putting on for CAU because literally I would not, be who I was if it weren't for my institution so like see I don't play about Clark somebody what you say about my school what'd you say say? (laughs) yes so like I'm just so happy to be able to have the relationships that that I do at CAU and and I know what it feels like to be able to have to pull out loans barely not being able to go to school and fortunately enough my mother believed in me to be able to co-sign and just recently, literally, I just paid off my student loans. I called and I wow. wrote a check and I paid it off. And my mother cried and she said, never in my lifetime would I be able to see something happen like this. And it happened today. So I wanted students to feel that same way so that they didn't have to worry about money and they can focus on their education. Man, that is so dope. That's so dope. And you also have a passion for for black. I mean, you, of course, you have a passion for black women. That That goes without saying. But you have a passion for black men and making sure that they are well taken care of and set themselves up properly. Uh, you've done some amazing things in, in, in the community uh, with Rayshard Brooks and his family. Um, but you have teamed up with uh, D. Hayes, President and CEO of Big Dave's Cheesecake, and you all are doing something to make sure black men have life insurance. Tell us a little bit about that and why that was so important to you. Absolutely. Um, so one thing I like about Derek is he's just like me, but in the male form, right? So we connected because we both have, have this philanthropic piece of us that we love to help people. So when we came together, we thought about how everything that was happening last year, right, with uh, George Floyd and all the police brutality. And we said, well, what can we do to really change the narrative of how America sees Black men? So we said, you know what? What, does black, what do Black men not have? They don't have life insurance mm-hmm. as a collective. So we say, you know what, we're going to put a program in place where we can provide life insurance for every black man who makes $30,000 or less that they don't have to pay for it, right? We're going to put the initial money up. We're doing a call to action to get these big corporations because now, you know, the big corporations are trying to stand in solidarity with black people. Of course, of course. And and trying to find ways to show their support for black owned businesses. So we say, you know what, let's maximize off of this. And, and give a, a, a space for Black men to not only learn about life insurance, get a life insurance policy, learn about mental health and financial literacy, because at the end of the day, it's really all about generational wealth and building, right? And knowing that it's not a death sentence. Look how many people, and I'm sure that you know people like that. I know so many Black people that, that got to get GoFundMes yes. and, and pay for fish fries to pay for funerals. Why do we do that? Right. You know what I'm saying? So right. we say, you know what? We're going to do a different kind of experiment. And we partner with Atlanta Life Insurance, which is the all-Black, less-owned, Black-owned uh, life insurance company. And we're excited to say that we're about to launch. We finished the whole entire program. Wow. Um, and, and we're going to do our employees first. Oh, so that's gonna, great. Yeah, we're doing our employees first. And then we're doing a call to action. And we're literally just going to tell people, put your money where your mouth is. 
we want the black men to be valued. And if, if people really value black men, like how we value them, they're going to put the money up to get these men life insurance. That is absolutely fantastic. And now you're embarking upon so much more new restaurants opening up bar vegan is about to open up. And I just, how you feeling? sis? like, did you put this down? Okay. Then we're going to do this. We're going to go to this state. And we're gonna do this. Then we're going to do bar vegan. Like how did it all come about? So listen, I always say when I get the bag, I'm gonna flip it, and I ain't gonna stop flipping it. <laughs> I get the bag and flip it and flip it. Uh, okay, <laughs> okay. So, uh, so Barb, what, what I wanted to do is literally in the reimagination of vegan food, I wanted to be able to. It's literally all the things that I like to do and I like to experience. I want like, all right, you got vegan burgers. Then my next concept is is bar vegan, and I'm also doing a secondary concept in that same space with Derek Hayes. We're doing a vegan Big Dave cheesesteak. So it's a vegan wow. Philly cheesesteak concept that's actually also opening on Sunday. And then after that, I got some other concepts. So I'm literally veganizing all the things that we grew up to, the Waffle Houses, the Chick-fil-A's. And I said, you know what? I've been able to amass a certain level of success with Slutty Vegan. Why stop now? Yeah. I can continue to get people excited about veganism and plant-based living. Not saying that you got to go vegan, but now you got options. You don't yeah. have to worry about like, all right, well, I'm gonna eat meat because there ain't nothing else to eat. No, you got options. And, and, and there's other opportunities for you to just explore what you decide to consume. So yeah. Bar Vegan is opening this weekend. Wow. And Dinkies, the, the restaurant is called Dinkies. That's that, Derek Dinkies. <laughs> y'all get on my nerves with all this creativity. That is fantastic. And my husband, he just walked in and uh, I, I remember buying him uh, um, one of your one of your burgers. He was like, and he's a carnivore. He was like, this this vegan and I'm like yeah man it's vegan he was like boy that boy that thing good <laughs> so <laughs> and that's you, the reaction yes <laughs> yeah absolutely well I know you are very very busy and I want to respect your time um Pinky you continue to you know really expand and you you told me in the beginning of the interview like this is not even the end of it all do you see the end or do you even put limits on what the end could be for you there is no limit. You know, people say sky's the limit, but that's not true. Sky ain't the limit because, you know, th there's so many avenues to take my business to and, and, and to take all my wildest dreams. I'm a big dreamer, right? Yeah, yeah. The only thing that I, that I thinketh will becometh, right. right? So, you know, if you would have asked me three years ago what I saw for Slutty Vegan, I couldn't give you no answer because I never could imagine this. But what I do know is that I'm on the right track. I'm focused. I got a really good team around me. I got the support of the city of Atlanta and there's no stopping me and I'm going to keep going and I'm going to keep growing and, and keep giving back to the community and just doing what I do best. Wow. That is fantastic. It has been my absolute pleasure to spend time with you, to share space with you, continue success on everything. Don't forget to send me that link because I would like yeah. to show up today. <laughs> but uh, yes, uh, continue success. Pinky. Wait a minute. Where you get this name from, though? You a Delta, you got and your name Pinky. Pinky really means red in Spanish. But, oh, Lord. <laughs> so I got the name the day that I was born. My godmother said that I was really pink. So I've literally been pinky all my life in elementary, middle, high school, college. So nobody really knows my real name. My real name is Aisha. I'll tell you that, but don't call me that. Okay. Um, but, but pinky is who, is who I am. And I love my name because it's so unique and it makes people ask questions just right. like Slutty Vegan. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Pinky yeah. Cole, the mastermind behind Slutty Vegan and so much more. Thank you for all that you have done for our community and will continue to do. Much love to you, sis. Be well. And uh, uh, again, I am so proud of you and all that you are doing. 
Thank you. Hope to see you. you on Friday. Yay. Thanks. You'll see me. <laughs> Thank you so much.